This is WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Coming up next, Art on the Air, with your host, Rob Hessler. dedicated to the visual arts. Each week we feature guests in conversation about their theory, practice, and current projects, as well as the state of the visual arts. On this week's episode, we'll be broadcasting two field notes. First, we spoke with Haley Wars, a painter who has been working on a project to bring a little bit of joy to the Parkside neighborhood. Then we spoke with Really Khalil and Ijtihad Muhammad about the Love Matters movement and their current efforts to flatten the COVID-19 curve. So let's get started with another episode of Art on the Air. Here's your host, Rob Hessler. This is Rob Hessler. It is 3 o'clock here in Savannah if you're listening to this live. Thank you for joining me here on WRUU 107.5 FM here today. Glad to have you. And I am excited to broadcast a couple of wonderful field notes today, as I mentioned there in the intro. I am still pre-recording the show here. A lot of the restrictions have been lifted now as far as going out and such, but I am in a situation where my wife is high risk. She has asthma and I have a young son, so I am not taking any chances just yet. Hopefully we'll be back in the studio soon, but I'm going to wait a couple more weeks just to make sure that everything is clear before I take any of those chances and, and head back into the studio. Yeah, as I mentioned in the intro, we've got a couple of really great field notes today. We are going to be airing my interview with Haley Wars, as I said, and she has been painting rocks with these little, just fun little things on them and placing them around the Parkside neighborhood, which is the area including Daffin Park and everything south from Daffin Park to 52nd Street between B Road and Waters Avenue. And it happens to be the neighborhood that I live in, and that's kind of how I first heard about that. And kind of a fun side note, I interviewed her on May the 4th, which some of you may know is a Star Wars event, I guess, every year. May the 4th be with you, and that was interesting. But of course, her name is Haley Wars, And it was also her birthday, and she is a Star Wars fan. So it was kind of a fun opportunity there to talk to her uh, on her birthday on on May 4th. So the second interview I'm going to broadcast is with musician Really Khalil and his brother 
Ijtihad Muhammad, who are the two main forces behind the Love Matters movement that Ijtihad started back in 2016. And he gave us all the history of how it got going, how it sort of became a bit of a viral thing back then when all of the social conflict was going on and the emergence of Black Lives Matters and then the sort of counter protest to that, the All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter protests. And so it was an interesting conversation with them and it was uh, something I think you're really going to enjoy. I don't usually, of course, cover musicians, but in this one particular case, really Khalil had reached out to me to discuss doing a field note about an event that he was going to be doing at Sulphur Studios called the Transformative Artists Workshop. And what it was essentially, and I'll give you some more information about it later, but what it was essentially is to sort of help artists and creative types to take their career to the next level. And that was originally scheduled to be in March, but it was postponed, of course, because everything got shut down over at Sulphur Studios. And it is now being rescheduled to June, and I'll kind of give you details about that when it gets a little bit closer. But that kind of got us in touch. And then when I got the press release for this Love Matters project that they're working on, where they are going and sanitizing gas stations to help decrease the chances of spreading COVID-19, I... um I thought it was just a great opportunity to sort of talk to them about something that was important. So it's not specifically art related, but uh, they are both musicians and I thought it was an interesting topic anyway. And in fact, at the very end of the show, at the end of that interview, I'll be playing the song Energy by Really Khalil and it's going to be on his forthcoming record release, also called Love Matters. So I thought that would be a... Uh, you know, kind of a nice way to end the show. And they were super interesting. I mean, I think you're really going to enjoy it. You know, I, I have to say during this entire crisis, I've had the opportunity to interview a bunch of people about what they're doing just to make the world a better place. And I really like doing that. I mean, I really like being able to have the opportunity to just talk to people about that are just trying to do good things. You know, I mean, it's it's really nice. It's not always visual artists, but I might continue to do some of this here and there as those things arise because I just think, you know, it's really nice to be able to get the word out and let people know what's going on. And and Ijtihad and really Khalil are looking for volunteers to help them. And of course, they're practicing all of the safe methods. In fact, Ijtihad owns a restaurant in Troy, Alabama, and so he knows all about how to help prevent the spread of a disease. And and really, Khalil worked there for a while, so they um so they know what they're doing when they're when it comes to sanitizing the area and everything. So they're looking for volunteers. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about a couple of other important things that are going on here in Savannah. But first, I want to play this interview with. Haley Wars. And again, you are tuned into Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. Here is my field note interview with Haley Wars talking about her project of painting stones and placing them around the Parkside neighborhood. Enjoy. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I am speaking by telephone with Haley Wars, 
an artist who is doing a project right now painting stones and hiding them predominantly around the Parkside neighborhood. And I wanted to talk to Haley about that project and her background, but first and foremost, I've got Haley today on the phone on her birthday. So happy birthday, Haley. Thank you so much, Rob. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's a it's a nice time to talk to you on the phone and I and I do want to, you know, we mentioned so I'm doing this interview with you on May 4th and before we got started, you were kind of saying, you know, it's your birthday. Your name is Haley Wars. May the 4th is a Star Wars day. I don't know how you feel about all that. I actually really like it. Lucky for me, um, I am a Star Wars fan, so I think it's super cool. Really, really neat coincidence, I guess. Oh, that is cool. That is cool. Well, I'm glad that you like it. That's that's fun every year. It's like the entire world is celebrating for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that we're kind of coming out of this to a certain extent, how have you and your partner been holding up overall? I mean, you know, I find these sort of bursts of creativity and then other moments where I'm just like, all I want to do is stay inside my house. And I... And I sort of wonder how you've been, in general, responding. You know, highs and lows, but more highs, I would say. It's been a really um, nice way to be forced to slow down a little bit and to find purpose in other ways. Instead of, you know, finding purpose in my job, I've been finding more purpose with doing the rocks or planting a garden, just different things that I probably wouldn't make as much time to do, and now um, I'm able to do that, so... I think that overall the quarantine has been pretty positive for us and just taught us a lot about how quickly we were moving. (laughs) I've spoken with a lot of artists about this topic over obviously the last couple of months and, and I've been wondering, are we going to be able to hold on to this? You know, because I know myself as an artist, I've been like spending a lot of time reevaluating like what is important to me. There are some online galleries and stuff, but it's not like make art, put art in a gallery, sell art. That model doesn't really exist right now. So it's just like make art for what makes you happy, you know? And I wonder if that's going to sort of continue on. I mean, have you had any time to sort of consider what you might take from this and try not to leave behind as we sort of start to transition into more normal times? Absolutely. I, I hope that it sticks with everybody, at least a little part of it. I definitely feel like it has helped me realize what is important in life and the kind of priorities that maybe didn't seem so important before or even more important now. So hopefully that's just going to continue to carry through, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. I guess it can be easy to take it for granted of just like, oh, I've got these friends around town, haven't seen so-and-so for a little while, but, you know, eventually it'll happen and it's a little bit You know, when you cannot see those people anymore, it certainly makes the heartache, I will say. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about your artistic background because I do want to talk about the painted stones, but I don't really know you. You know, I just started seeing images. I live in the Parkside neighborhood, as you do, and I started seeing these images of the stones around the neighborhood. And then my wife and my son and I started walking around. And just for our listening audience, I should mention the Parkside neighborhood is all of Daffin Park and then to the south of that up to 52nd Street between B Road and Waters Avenue. But before we get into talking about that project, what's your artistic background? I actually graduated from Valdosta State University with a Bachelor in Arts. Always loved art, typically painting, oil painting at that. 
and, you know, a little bit of charcoal and some other fun stuff thrown in there, but predominantly painting. So what have you been up to? Have you been working on your art artistic practice since this time? I mean, I'm you know, it's been a few years, I think, since you graduated. So have you been, you know, continuing to do artistic projects or did you just kind of find your way back to this during the quarantine situation? The quarantine did inspire me a lot to get back into painting, but I typically do most of my artistic stuff as gifts for friends or, you know, as in this project, just kind of trying to bring a smile to someone's face. Let's then talk a little bit about the project. So when did this kind of inspiration hit? I mean, you know, we're all sort of stuck indoors and there's a lot of opportunity for creativity. So, you know, what was sort of the inspiration for this project? Well, my partner and I decided that we couldn't just stay cooped up in the house every day. So it started and we were like, okay, we're going to go for a walk, make a little cocktail, and we're going to have a happy hour walk in the neighborhood every day. We started walking and talking, and the idea just kind of started blossoming. And we immediately were like, okay, we're going to find some rocks. I had, you know, a good bit of paint at home, and I was like, let's just do this. This will be so fun. (laughs) Yeah, and so, like, some of the images, you know, they are really fun. You've sent us some pictures, and I've posted some of these pictures in the Do Savannah article here, and... They're a lot of fun. Like I see like there's a Santa Claus one. There's a, uh, you know, a sun. I really liked the the trailer, the little trailer one. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of fun. And so, I mean, how many of these have you done at this point? Over 50. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to get to, you know, at least 100 before this really ends. But, you know, if I can get further than that, that would be really great, too. And are these all in the Parkside neighborhood? Yes. Oh my gosh. So there are 50 of these things hidden around now in the neighborhood. I'm not very observant, I don't think. <laughs> now, I'm sure some people may have taken them. You know, at the beginning, I told everybody they found one that really resonated with them. If they just had to have it, to take it home. You know, this is supposed to, you know, bring joy to other people as well. But if they didn't really care for it so much, you know, maybe you just want to leave it where it is or rehide it again for someone else, you know? Yeah, I saw that one person really was doing a great job of finding them, picked up a whole bunch of them, and then rehid them, which was very annoying because I knew where a couple of those were. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go and see those on my walk. And um, But now they're, of course, all in different places. But that's a lot of fun because, you know, beyond just being a fun little piece of artwork, it's also really, it engages the community. You know, it gets other people involved as well. And that's what I was really hoping for, you know, get people outside, you know, with their families, enjoying something together, spending some time together, and, you know, not just sitting in the house, you know, watching TV or playing video games or anything. So anything I can do to help get people outside and and spending, you know, quality time together. Do something kind for your neighbors and your friends. Like, even the little small stuff matters, you know? Well, it's definitely working. You know, it's funny because we were out, and I have a young son, so we were out, my wife and I and my son, and we were looking for the rocks. And we ran into another friend of ours and her two-year-old daughter, and they were also out looking. So, like, it's getting people to kind of go out. Not that maybe they wouldn't have gone out before, But, I mean, we certainly spent, we walked all of Parkside. We walked, like, the entire neighborhood, essentially, looking for (laughs) these stones. So 
it's it's not only like is it fun but then you end up like looking at all of the houses and kind of running into other neighbors and having conversations so like it goes even beyond just looking at the art absolutely i've met a lot of the neighbors that i didn't know before throughout just just walking the neighborhood and seeing everybody out so that's been really cool too very cool. So now you're tr- you're aiming to try to get a hundred of these up. You've already done fifty. I mean, I think that the response to this has been really interesting and really positive. Maybe uh, some folks outside of Parkside wouldn't mind having some of these around. Have you ever thought about that at all? I have, and you know, I'm always open to, to doing other neighborhoods, especially at least surrounding neighborhoods. We had played with the idea of doing some in Daffin Park as well just because that does kind of keep people from being so much in other people's yards. I definitely wanted to be really careful with that. But yeah, I'm definitely open to, to really doing them anywhere. If anybody's interested, you know, find me on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Haley Wars, thank you so much for spending a few minutes. Again, if you'd like to try to find some of these 50 rocks, or maybe by the time that this airs, it might even be... 60, 70, maybe 100 of these rocks. You can find them mostly in the Parkside neighborhood, which is the streets between Washington and 52nd, north to south, and then east to west, B Road and Waters Avenue. Haley Wars, one more time, happy birthday, and thank you for being on Art on the Air Field Notes today. Thank you so much, Rob. Have a beautiful day, okay? You too. And that was my interview with Haley Wars. Again, you are listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. I am your host, Rob Hessler, and that was a lot of fun. I wonder how many of you will now head on over to the Parkside neighborhood and see if you can find some of those hidden painted stones that she has put around the neighborhood like I said, during that interview at the time, she had painted 50. Her goal was 100, so I don't know how many are out there now, but it's a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it's a great way to meet some people, walk around a beautiful neighborhood, and catch a little bit of art. We are, of course, going to be playing my interview with the Love Matters movement, that being Ichtihad Muhammad and really Khalil to end this show. And I will mention another little intro before we go away to do that interview to end the show. But I wanted to bring up a couple of things that are going on in Savannah that are art-related that I thought I wanted to bring to your attention. I thought that were interesting. First and foremost, I don't know how many of you are aware of what Location Gallery has been doing, their Movable Feasts program, which is essentially what they're doing is, you know, Location Gallery always partners with a nonprofit to try to help better the community. And so whenever there is an art show over at Location Gallery, the pieces that are up on the wall that are for sale, when they're sold, 50% goes to the artist, which is a pretty standard commission rate for an art sale at a gallery. 50% goes to the artist. And then there are some overhead expenses. And then the rest goes to a partner nonprofit. In fact, Location Gallery has partnered with WRUU on a couple of occasions here in the past. We did the 300 and under shows uh, for a couple years in a row. And of course, that ended up being a big success and help to the station here. But right now, they are working to help local healthcare workers with this movable feast project. And so, what it is, is that in this case, it's an online gallery. 
And if you purchase a work, the money that is left over that would ordinarily be donated to a nonprofit is used to buy taco boxes from Bull Street Tacos that are then delivered to local healthcare workers. So I think this is a really fascinating idea and has a lot of artists that you would probably have known. We've had on the radio show here before, you know, some of our favorites, Stacey Jane Albano, of course, Lisa Ocampo, Heather Young, who, you know, whose show I absolutely loved last year. Uh, Peter Roberts, of course, has pieces. Angela Burson is another person who I, you know, whose work that we really love here at Art on the Air. And it's just a lot of really great pieces. Kelly Bamer, Lisa Watson, of several others. So it's been it's been really an interesting project. They've sold several, but it's still going on. And I think it's a really great way to sort of support artists and a way to support healthcare workers that are obviously putting themselves on the line right now. And so if you're interested in learning more about that and just, you know, potentially making an art purchase or just seeing what's going on with that, you can go to locationgallery.net and you can see all of these pieces and there really are a lot. I mean, there's over four pages of them. Some of them have been sold. Others are, you know, still up for sale. It's a wide variety, painting, photography, assemblage pieces. You know, Excel Kiefer has some collages up there that are really great. Uh, Tobia Macover has um, has some of her pieces up there as well. Again, it's just a really nice collection of various artworks. You know, our one of our recent guests, Ruby McGrory, has some pieces there as well. And people that I would really like to speak to at some point for this show, like Morgan Adler, for example. And I've actually even found you know learned about some new artists that i didn't know and i hope i'm not mispronouncing this but heather satsmary uh her last name is spelled s-z-a-t-m-a-r-y uh she has a couple of pieces up here that i absolutely love and i'm hoping at some point to get her on the show talk to her about her work because it is great work and um so you can check that out again over at locationgallery.net not only you know is it for a good cause but even if you don't buy anything it's just kind of nice you get to see an art show you know it's online but it's uh it's a great it's a great thing to take a look at also wanted to mention here too is that there is a need right now as well from one of our probably most important art locations here in savannah and that is sulfur studios and of course, Sulphur is reliant upon gallery rentals by students, by people who are doing shows, and by their studio rental costs. And then of course, you know, they do make some sales and such like that to pay their rent. And right now, there's been nothing going on. And Sulphur Studios does so much for the community. You know, it's not just Sulphur Studios, which is amazing and of course they are the ones who are the have taken up the main mantles of doing first friday in starland but they also curate shows throughout savannah including at sentient bean and over at starland cafe among other places and uh and so right now like most businesses and organizations um sulfur studios has been hit very hard by the pandemic and the as they describe it very necessary but disruptive shelter at home order so they are having some difficulty meeting the uh, bridging the gap between their studio rent and overhead costs so right now what they're doing is they're asking people to 
take that extra step to head over to sulfurstudios.org and consider buying some works, in which case the parts of the commission that go to Sulfur Studios will help, of course, with those with those costs. And right now, actually, what's kind of cool is Ink and Bones and uh, Michael Mahaffey, Mr. Mahaffey, are both having a show in the front window of where the OnView residency space is. Obviously, there's no residencies going on right now. And that's at 2301 Bull Street. So you can see those there. But you can purchase those works. You can purchase works by other artists that have shown with Sulphur Studios before, including Jennifer Moss, you know, who's one of the owners but also recently had an exhibition. But you can purchase those works and the extra funds that don't go to the artists can go to Helping Sulphur Studios, or you can just make a donation to Sulphur Studios to help keep it running. And, you know, I don't need to tell you how important Sulphur Studios is to this Savannah art community. I mean, you know it, you listen to this show, you hear me interviewing lots of people who have connections to Sulphur, whether it be the OnView residents, whether it be people who are having shows in the galleries, whether it be people that are having shows at one of their auxiliary locations, or those who have studio spaces within Sulphur Studios. And so I think it's a great organization. And if you are able to make a donation, I know that they would appreciate it. Again, sulfurstudios.org. You can go there and do that. Anyway, it is now time for us to get on to the last part of our show. It's going to occupy the entire second half of the show, and that is my interview with really Khalil and Ijtihad Muhammad about the Love Matters movement, including their upcoming or their ongoing efforts to sanitize local gas stations and we also get, of course, the entire history of the Love Matters movement, and if for a real treat, at the very end of our interview, I am excited to play for you the song Energy by Really Khalil. That's spelled N-R-G, off of his forthcoming album of the same name, Love Matters, and that is coming out here in just a couple of weeks, and I think you're going to really enjoy the song. It's an awesome song. And again, now I don't normally cover music on this show, but the transformative artist workshop that really Cleo was doing back in March was postponed into June. That got us connected, and he sent me this press release for what they're doing. So I wanted to share this with you and share this song with you. So anyway, we are going to play a couple of announcements here, as we normally do about at the mid-show, and then we will play this interview with really Khalil and Ijtihad Muhammad of the Love Matters movement to end the show. But I thank you for tuning in today. Next week, I am going to be playing an interview with Samita Wolf of Film Biz Recycling. And she is very interesting. We're going to get all of the story and background on her. And I think you're going to really like that. And I also want to mention, I just booked an interview with Tiffany O'Brien, who has been prolific during this shelter-in-place order. So that's something to look forward to coming up here soon. So anyway, without further ado, here's a couple of quick messages. And on the other side of it, my interview with the Love Matters Movement. Talk to you next week. The Deep Center, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, was founded in 2008 to address the detrimental effects of poverty on literacy in Savannah. During its first year, DEEP hosted free writing workshops for 24 kids from two local public schools and published one anthology, 
Since then, nearly 2,450 kids have each enjoyed a fully funded scholarship to our three-month-long writing program and have been published in a book. More information is available at deepkids.org. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. WRUU 107.5 FM is a new and different, listener-supported, and all-volunteer community radio station for Savannah. Our diverse broadcast and web programming is supported by generous listeners who value our passion and spunk. We are independent of other media and receive no government or large corporate support. People like you are the largest and most important source of our funding. Go to WRUU.org to find out how you can make a one-time or monthly contribution. Thank you. Now you have a chance to support both Savannah Independent Artists and WRUU during this shelter-in-place order to stop the spread of COVID-19. Creatives in Need is a group of independent artists hosted by the Roots Up Gallery, which is collaborating with WRUU during this shelter-in-place to offer an online art gallery at www.rootsupgallery.com. For every work of art sold at this online gallery, the artists receive 80% from the sales and 20% goes to WRUU and its programs like Art on the Air. Interested listeners can go to www.rootsupgallery.com to start shopping today. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I am speaking with... Really, Khalil and Ijtihad Muhammad about the Love Matters movement and what they have been up to in this shelter-in-place order. Before we really get into this new endeavor that the two of you are involved in with trying to flatten the curve here in Savannah, I want to ask, just first and foremost, how have you all been holding up during the quarantine? I guess I'll go first, and this is really cool. Since I am an essential worker, I haven't really uh, experienced too much of the politics when it comes down to uh, the financial side of everything. There are reduced hours, but I think it's an okay and stay above ground. But when it comes down to the lifestyle thing, it has affected me in a way because I, I'm an artist. I'm a musical card artist, so uh, a lot of people, as, as everyone knows, that most of our most of our revenue and also just most of our time is spent touring and performing live for people. And since I've been through that with your bricks, that can't happen. It's definitely been a learning curve, just trying to shift with the changes. But uh, I think everything has still been pretty positive. Yeah, same here. I wouldn't say there's anything, too many inconveniences on my hands. Not sure if you are new, but I'm actually the co-owner of a restaurant in Port Alabama. And I would say the only thing that I've noticed really would just be, you know, low down in sales for the business. But we've been just, you know, working to try and keep all of our customers updated on just any changes that we're making, you know, uh, opening times and different things like that. And when it comes to like my personal life, I would say, honestly, since the whole shelter in place thing started, I feel a little better. I don't know. It, 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 I guess I could think a little clearer now, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Things have just 
comes to just like a, a real slow talk. So it gives you more time to kind of just like take in everything and just, you know, look with a wide view on just like the next steps to make and, you know, just getting things together for when it does return. So I would say it's been pretty positive, you know, for the most part. Well, it's really interesting because I've been talking with a lot of artists during this whole shelter-in-place order, and one of the things that many of them have said is that there is a lack of pressure on them to a certain extent. And mostly I've been talking to visual artists, but you know, having to worry about sales or having to worry about putting something out for others to enjoy or experience, a lot of them have been saying, well, I'm just making art for myself. I'm just doing things that are making me happy. And they've echoed your sentiments that there is this positive aspect to that. I mean, obviously, this whole health crisis is scary and it's uncomfortable, but it's not... It, it's not entirely negative. There are positives can be taken out of it. And I've been finding most artists kind of have that similar experience as you're describing. Yeah, I, I agree. But one of the things that does make me happy mostly is creating new material. So it does give me a little bit more time to create. But me being an essential worker, if I can get a bill out there working, that part of my life hasn't been too much of a difference. But when it comes down to life being a lot more simple and, and there, there, there are so many distractions other than the obvious pandemic going on but those everyday distractions that were, that were there before during life as we do it, it is kind of reduced and it gives you time to maybe concentrate on some a goal that you want to accomplish because you kind of come up with new hobbies maybe find the above so it does have it does have its positive effect, and I'm appreciative of it, and that's what a lot of people miss, and that's the fact that you can make positive, you can make life of many different situations if you want to. So, like, uh, you know, as you as you've been seeing in the news and media, people are experiencing sort of a cat fever right now, where they're just going out and just doing crazy stuff, I and mean, that's party, protesting, and just so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, if you were to just concentrate on you, yourself as an individual and what you fight for, what you want to do or create, uh, you wouldn't feel the need to flash back at, at the situation at this or try to make some type of statement of how uncomfortable you are. Uh, you would see this as a great opportunity, really, to be honest, to, to look into something, uh, look into yourself. Especially with these checks that were being committed, you know, for some people they didn't get needed. But for other people, like essential workers, it's just extra money. So investing in, in, in something, investing in yourself or, or just in stocks or something like that, or, or save. But at the end of the day, there are some positives to this situation. And it's good to, to take notice of it, accept it, and, and follow through with what comes with it. Really well said, Khalil. I, I'm curious, what do you do? What's your essential, what is your essential work that you do? I'm a phone repair guy. So the business that I work for, we take a shirt in front and we go to, to people's houses. And this is what makes it a little bit risky and a little scary, is that we actually have to go to people's houses to fix their phones. I don't think it's in their house, but it's still the fact that I'm seeing this person. 
effort, effort. I have to work, guys. I have to work for those. I have to keep myself safe. And I also wear those things so that they don't feel affected. Because even when making those plans and don't have to come to their house, I can spend attention with some of the people. I mean, they, they keep their distance, which, which is great. But I can also see that some people are a little nervous. So I do what I can uh, in my power to, to keep that fear down and just get their home thing, get it back to them, and go on my way to the next government. I want to move now to talking about the Love Matters movement because I think this is kind of in line with what you're just talking about in general, and that's having a positive, you know, making a positive impact while we're in a difficult situation. And I've been able to do a plenty of research on what you guys have done and get a little bit of the history of it. But for our listening audience that maybe doesn't know about the Love Matters movement and how it all began, it's God, why don't you tell us how it all got started? Pretty much back in 2016, you know, when the whole social injustice wave that was going on with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, the All Lives Matter movement, Blue Lives Matter movement, me and a few others, we took it upon ourselves to kind of like try and draw the attention from the different parallels and bring it to where we all have something in common, which is love. Like, you know, if you're paying attention to the fact that love matters, and we won't have to fight amongst each other about whether black lives or all lives or blue lives or whatever. It all matters. So it's just like we can all agree that love matters, you know? So with that, you know, I went out and it actually started because I was on Facebook just scrolling and I was I felt some type of way about some of the things that I was seeing. So I uh, began writing like a really long paragraph draft type situation, you know, mm-hmm. and then I paused, I deleted it, and then I went, I grabbed like a cardboard box, grabbed some Sharpies, and I just like made a sign that said love matters, and I just went out, stood at a busy intersection, and just stood there, and I honestly planned on just standing there for maybe 30 minutes to an hour, but the energy that I was receiving, I, I wasn't ready for that, you know, and it felt amazing, you know, so I started staying out there for three to four hours at hand, you know, and then from that, it kind of just, like, blew up, you know, the, uh, both news stations picked it up, picked up the story, and his radio, the radio station, they picked up the story, and it kind of just, like, went viral for the whole city. And it was just something that I felt was needed. You know, it's like a reminder just to remind everyone that, hey, I know we're all in our individual mind states about what's going on right now. But there's one thing that we can't forget. We're all human. We're all on this earth. We're all tethered together by love, no matter what our differences are. You know, and we can live in a, in a better society if more people focus on that. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Yeah, and I wanted to mention that because I found it interesting because you noted and you were kind of feeling, experiencing the same thing while putting together this Facebook post, which you ultimately deleted, is that Black Lives Matters, All Lives Matters, 
Blue Lives Matters, they trigger certain people just by hearing it. And so like the message is lost because people just immediately respond with their emotions to what is being said rather than actually spending any time really thinking about well, what is somebody trying to say when they say those words. And I love the recontextualization of the whole idea by just saying, like you said, love matters. There is nothing controversial about that. Exactly. And I, I also, I feel like it was a perfect thing for the news stations at that time because it was like, you know, if you choose any stories to kind of focus on in this society, it'll be looked at as if you're choosing a side, the right or the left or whatever, you know? So it's just like, love matters. That's like a perfect middle ground. So I do feel like I kind of bailed out a little bit. It was like a little bailout, you know, when it came to just media in general at that time because it's a real touchy subject and nobody wants to seem as if they're going for any side. So, you know, love matters. It's perfect middle ground. and It's truth. You know, that's the message that needs to be explained. That's the, that's the message that has to get out, you know. So I feel like just through that, like, it kind of did something to just the people that were in charge of media outlets. I feel like they really felt the message just because they were in a place where they had the time. I love that, and I and I want to transition to the present because you're bringing it back. Uh, Khalil sent me a press release, and in the press release it says, The return of Love Matters is meant to combat the threat terrorizes people of all ethnicities, creeds, religions, classes, political parties, etc. The coronavirus can only be fought with positivity and realistic hygienic methods. So let our listening audience know about what you're planning now with the Love Matters movement in this difficult health crisis. Well, yes, that's very accurate. We all have a common enemy. And this enemy has nothing to do with love or hate. This enemy is biological. This enemy affects everyone equally. Yeah, we all know like there are very fine signs that for some people are susceptible to due to fatal or, or just generally just detrimental risk. But at the end of the day, it still is affecting all of us. And it's not just in a health way, it's affecting us in ways where we can be financially kids and, and, and so on and so forth. So the fact that we all have this conversation, we all have a responsibility to fight against and it's not about protesting and saying that, you know, we need our jobs back and so on and so forth. It's literally about doing what it takes to kill this virus. And the only thing that kills viruses is good hygiene, quarantining, you know, taking those responsible efforts to to chase off those, those you know, particularly um, to prevent the spread and so on. So what we're doing is we are ensuring or helping ensure that this doesn't get spread at one of the most commonly visited facilities that we have in the world, and that's the sanitation. You know, most people drive, and uh, a lot of people are going to the grocery store, but there are other destinations to go to. So since you have to get there, you need fuel, and that's why we chose gas stations, because... You know, you go to a field thing, and literally, maybe a minute before you, 30 seconds before you, two minutes before you, somebody else is touching that same exact fuel pump, pressing those same exact buttons, touching that same exact touch screen. It is a very surefire way to catch the virus. It is a very surefire way to just pass guns in general. 
So what this virus also does is it has allowed us to open our eyes to hygienic methods and, and being cleaner in general. You know what I'm saying? So uh, my brother earlier, he mentioned that he partly owns a restaurant in Troy, Alabama. I was actually a general manager up there for a long time. And I uh, I had to take my certification. And just taking that certification, it opened my eyes. Like, I was already so terrible, but just knowing and, and understanding how those things transmit, and, and then also knowing the effects of certain things that can be transmitted food and food contact services, uh, it, it opened my eyes great. So I feel like with this uh, pandemic, it's going to expand that thing for people that work in the food industry. So it's it also, you know, the responsibility of the workers of food to continue those clean methods and also go further beyond to ensure that nobody feels that risk and nobody actually has the risk of catching the virus. So, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing, man. We're going to the most visited place and we're, we're sanitizing. What we want people to do is we want people to take it upon themselves to do the same. You know, if you're carrying life in your car, if you're, you know, carrying whatever it is you're carrying to keep yourself safe, it is also your responsibility to, to wipe up, you know, after you go. So if you're going to the pump, you're wiping before you start. Take another, take an additional 30 seconds to a minute to wipe down before you leave. And that just reduces that risk. And if a person sees you doing that upon pulling up, that also inflects that idea of their day and it also fixes the sick. So we feel like this will ultimately flatten the curve. It's going to take some time, though. But this is going to help shorten that time period. Uh, we feel that it will help shorten the time period. And I actually wanted to go back a little bit to the earlier campaign in 2016. Uh, one of the things we did notice is that a lot of people from different races and creeds and economic stature, their eyes were open when we were out there. We were able to see their realization and also their belief in love while we were standing out receiving water and, and receiving uh, food and stuff like that. And they saw that we were carrying the heat of summer. You know, they came up, they, they took pictures for, for their friends to show their friends that all matters. Hey, look at what you guys are doing. So we believe that this is an act of love that we're going to eat a fast. Yeah. We're going to try to learn. It's just act of love that, you know, it doesn't really follow. Basic things that we think of, we think of love, like love is so universal and it can stretch to a stranger, you know, just smiling at a stranger, that's showing love, you know, that it's just different things that we can each individually do, you know, to show that we love our neighbors, we love our community, we love our cities, we love our country, you know, just by going out and just taking extra steps. You know, and not being really, you know, selfish and thinking about what you have to change yourself and block yourself off from catching a virus because you can catch a virus trying to contain yourself. Because if it's meant for you, it won't have you by and if it's not by, it's not meant for you. So, you know, at the end of the day, I feel just actions like this, just selfless actions, it can give you a little karma points as well, you know, just when it comes to the whole thing. What I think is so great about this very concept is like you know you you mentioned the facebook posting earlier and facebook posting changes nobody's mind 
when we try to like have an argument with somebody and tell somebody how it's supposed to be, people don't change their minds. But something like this, and this is a, I have a just a sort of a personal belief in this. This is showing somebody, not telling somebody. So if you sh are doing this, and we as a society, when we do good things, and other people see that we're doing those good things, people are a lot more, a lot more likely to be influenced and to follow that lead by seeing it than they are ever going to be by being told what they're supposed to do, like on social media. That's exactly why I deleted that post. It was like, this isn't going to do anything. It's just going to turn into one zero. That's it. A like, maybe one share. But at the end of the day, you got to get up and you got to do, you got to show, you know, you got to actually lead by example. You know, we, we have to want to be, you know, be the change we want to see. And, and that, that takes actually, you know, getting out of your head and getting into the action of it. When people are on social media, sometimes when they just when they open that app, they're automatically in defense mode. You know, what am I going to see on here that's going to offend me? I need to defend myself, and so on and so forth. So if they see something that they may not fully agree with, or if they see something where it, it may be holding them accountable for their actions, they they get on the defense. You know, they they feel like they need to defend themselves, and it just doesn't have the effect like you said that. Seeing the action does, because at the end of the day, um, it can inspire, and that's what we want to do. We want to inspire people to be a lot more positive, um, and we believe that this will definitely do that as a platform with our other uh, efforts. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. I want to bring in something else here too because this is more than just a an action to help flatten the curve. This is also related to your upcoming album release, really, Khalil, the Love Matters album. So talk a little bit about that and how this kind of relates to the project. So Love Matters is an LP that um, will be coming out on April 2nd. Right now, there's a pre-release available on Apple Music that has just the songs that have been released in the past that have been included on the LP. That's on the pre-release. And then when it finally comes out on May 2nd, there'll be other tracks added on to it. Uh, the same goes for my fan site, showforme.com slash There's also a pre-release there. So this album, it generally correlates to what people's idea of love is and how they experience it in their life when it comes down to a romantic perspective. So this uh, is a lot of songs with me serenading my queen, as we would say. You know, it, it talks about the different either issues or problems and also the benefits of truly having love for somebody. And what I believe that this can help you can do, is it can help distract you from the, you know, the stresses of this pandemic right now. Because music does that in general. Music and movies have always been a go to for people to escape. Like during times like the Depression and even our more recent session, music is one of those things that will make you feel good. And that's all I want to say is still good. So essentially, that's what it is. And right now, I'm say that it's a good seven or eight songs on it right now. 
including energy. And energy is one of my most well-received tracks, and that's why I wanted to include it on there. And I started off with energy because off the bat, it goes right and see, hey, look, I want to marry you know, and mm-hmm. like, I just start off with that, like, right off rip. And that's one of the things, like, people are afraid of marriage because they feel that they'll lose their freedom. They feel that there are responsibilities that come to play. But at the end of the day, if you feel serious about a person and you see yourself with them for the rest of your life, for a long period of time, ever the case may be, you, you, you feel yourself being fully committed and you see them reciprocating that, then it's only right to make plans to join and, and and live that life together. If you've got that person that supports you, then you you really don't need anything else. I mean, of course, family and friends and, and so on and so forth. But there's something about having that one person that is there with you day in and day out, seeing your struggles and also seeing your accomplishments, and then also holding you accountable for your faults that makes marriage as valuable as gold, I would say. So it touches on marriage also. It just touches on a lot of things that uh, people feel during their romantic relationship. Another song that's on there is called Sick and Tired. And that's one of my favorites because it really talks about, okay, yeah, everything is good, everything's fluffy, everything's happy right now, but are you still going to be there if things get tough? Are you going to be there if I'm actually sick? Like, it, it, it's a real question that a lot of people think about, uh, even if they don't have to. And uh, it's also a test that people go through, and some fail. So that's why people have that question in their mind, like, hey, look, do I have to worry about you leaving if things get tough? And that's why I include that on there. And it also has a relation to the uh, anecdotes of my life. My father, he, he suffered from lupus and had a whole time. He was bedridden. And my mother was there to care for him through the whole stage of him being decorated. But she didn't go anywhere. And even afterwards, they were stronger and they continued on as a married couple as they should. So I, I truly believe in that type of commitment. Since my brother had the same parents, I should have you know, seen the exact same thing. And I hold, I hold those standards to the relationship that I'm in now. So like, I. I feel like I've witnessed real love, you know, my whole life, you know, so it's just like I have no excuse to show anything other than what I've been witnessing, you know, when it comes to just relationships. I, I agree with that whole part. Very nice. Well, guys, is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about, though, that you feel like is really pertinent to the Love Matters movement and that we might have missed? Mainly, it's just if anybody wants to participate in the Savannah area or really anywhere just would like to participate or just ask any questions. They can shoot any inquiries to the email chiefoflove at gmail dot com. And that's you know, if anyone wants to even donate supplies enough to help us with cleaning the gas stations because we're gonna we're gonna continue to do this, you know, we're gonna keep going and hopefully we can get a lot of people involved as well because the more the merrier, you know. And of, and of course a lot of say
Very cool. And you can also find Love Matters Movement at facebook.com forward slash cardboard sign. And we are going to end the show here with the song Energy by Really Khalil. Guys, thank you so much for being on Art on the Air with me today. Thank you. Thank you, man. I need your energy reciprocation in the I need your energy What do you need from me? I need your energy more than just sentiment More than just sentiment I'm trying to make you all frozen And make me a penguin Let's make this legitimate Trust me, I can be a real dog Busting at all enemies I swear I ain't trying to show off When I finish your sentences Sick and tired of my exodus day You are the remedy Loving your style and loving your grace, my love is unlimited. Licking my fingers, you so saucy, you taste just like cinnamon. Counting them digits, you so bossy, you balling like Wimbledon. I need your energy, reciprocation in the I need your energy, what do you need from me? I need your I need your aura around me, your energy, I need your aura around me, baby. Girl, let's go far away, far, 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 far away. All mine is true, yeah You know my mind, yeah And girl, you right You see the signs You see the signs It's either ride or die with you You know you fine, you right You right, you right, you right, yeah You right, you right, you right, yeah I feel your energy I need your time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.